The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're broadcasting live from beside my kitchen where all the bread isn't ready. Yeah, we've got a lot of false alarms that have happened here with this podcast. <laughs> we we have cast the pod ineffectively over the last week. <laughs> and so we missed a week. We tried. We recorded one. We didn't like it. We recorded another one. We kind of, I don't know, it just stalled out. We didn't post it. Then we've tried. We keep sort of... got lost in trade. We kind of come right. around. We start. We fizzle. Sometimes life is more like that than other times. Yeah, it's been like that. This is this is the week that... I am what did making, you say? Oh, you called it the episode called Thwart. The, uh, yeah. That's where we've been. It has been getting at us. This one has been. Yeah, but we're in Rachel's house this time, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. But it is. here we are. It is. I am. She's monitoring too much bread. Too much, as in I can't even keep track of the intervals anymore. It's and there's beets in my oven. <laughs> yeah, it was a distinctive smell when I came in, and I couldn't quite in a Dutch oven cooking. Why steaming. do you have why why beets? Because I'm making a zillion uh, little. We're doing for the ladies' fellowship Christmas party tomorrow. We're doing. Um, is chick grilled chicken skewers and then like bread and hummus and beet hummus is one of the oh beet hummus regular hummus and beet hummus beet hummus is beautiful I bet it is and also delicious so hmm. you don't normally have it but it's That's like festive. fuchsia color and it's just mm-hmm. pretty and That's then fun. we're having homemade uh, labna and then a bunch oh, of yeah. like fruit and fruit and vegetable. You know, I like made that for fresh. the Reformation banquet, and it was good. Yeah. It actually was good. Well, when yeah. I say I made it, I didn't make it. I found. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I did that, I don't mean that I did that. Lest I take credit inaccurately, someone else made it. For I you. got someone got to make it. I found the recipe and got the ingredients and got Marissa to make it, and it was really good. It was simple and really, yeah, really good. Yeah, so I, liked I have. It. Um, just a lot going on for that tomorrow, and I'm making the bread for it. So, well, not all of it, but I'm making a lot of bread for it. So well, it's we pretty. Have and I'm it's going a lot to pioneer. We talk a lot on this episode. Of, I mean, we talk. We talk basically <laughs> we talked, none at all on this episode. No, this episode on, is fresh and this untainted. This episode is what? <laughs> yes, we talk on the podcast about group hospitality, where you're having to like troubleshoot from a different direction you know like how to Mm -hmm. make this so i'm what i almost always do is innovate and find out if it worked at the event i know so that's that's happening it's happening but the bread because the event is tomorrow and not today but there's no way that i could make 16 loaves of bread on the day of no it's too many so I'm freezing them, but I'm going to freeze it cut because it's for dipping. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not for, yeah. it's not to have a slab of bread. So I'm going to freeze them cut. But then tomorrow I'm going to find out if it works to put all of the pieces in turkey-sized oven bags and heat them that way in the oven. 
Aren't you worried the crust will get a bit soggy? No, not. The options are cutting 16 loaves of bread there at the last minute, which is too much cutting. It gets uh-huh. it gets too bonkersy. Oh, yeah. So, I don't think it'll get soggy. It's a pretty chewy bread. You know, like yeah. it's a hearty, chewy yeah. kind of a bread. So, we'll find out. I'll let you know next week if that was a success. We'll come back around. Or not a success. So, you're doing a Christmas party tomorrow. I'm doing a Christmas party next Friday. So, we're kind of in that season of here we go, here we go. Yeah, it's a lot of here we goes, here we goes. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Christmas itself coming up. We're all pulling up our socks for that, getting in the groove. And yeah, I wouldn't have called it a groove as of yet, but I'm we need to get I'm in the gaining groove. Gaining on We're, it, maybe we gotta like square off and hunker down about this. Yeah, there's Christmas so situation. About Christmas, what are the common? I think, I think that it is, um, the kind of time that just turns it just turns the volume up on your life. You know that meme For that's sure. going around that's really funny about it's Christmas time, so it's. Oh, I'm not going to quote it right. It's time to change out of my normal everyday anxiety and put on my fancy holiday anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. Oh, yeah. Because it's funny, but it's also sadly accurate that mm-hmm. that whatever you're doing, you'll just be doing more of it. And if you have yeah. if you have a bad attitude all the time about having to clean up after your family you're going to carry that right with you into having a bad attitude about having to get them presents and figure out their Mm -hmm. like you know it's easy to fall into that um but it just magnifies your regular attitude so i feel like christmas carries with it its own special Oh, little bags of temptations that we all get to rummage through every year. Right. I need to pause that. One pause second. it. Hold that just, thought. What I was just saying, I was saying that it magnifies your regular life, but many, many people blame Christmas for what they see through the magnifying glass. Yeah. They're like, this is the problem with yeah. the holiday. And it's like, wow. Well, it's, it's a problem with your heart. It's not so it's much a magnifying is. glass is what we're looking at here. <laughs> <laughs> So I do think that because Christmas comes with anticipation, it comes with um, traditions and expectations and hopes and all of those things. Here's Moses. Hi, Bob. Hi, Moses. Okay. He's going to throw away his apple core. Um, because Christmas comes with all of those things... I feel like there's specialty temptations that hit us every Christmas. And oftentimes, I think they're so petty that they're just embarrassing. Moses needs another apple. Hold on, I'm giving him I one. I need to be clear that the apples, the I bought some box of apples that are like the size of golf balls. They're the tiniest yeah, little They're things. teeny tots. Um, no, but the thing is, um, oftentimes when, when temptations are really petty, they are so embarrassing to even acknowledge that we are struggling with them that we don't actually deal with them. We would prefer to not right. dignify them. And the bad news is that then we fall to them. Yeah, like re- trying to ignore that you're just super peeved about something really well, little. But it could be like, peeved about like you just didn't feel like you got a very good gift. Oh, my word. So funny. You know what I mean? We, like We talked. I will say I thought of this. <laughs> but that's so embarrassing. It is. We actually do kind of, I, I wouldn't say a lot because it's in no way the focus of what we're doing in, in at Christmas, but we do quite a bit of 
<laughs> Our dog's trying to break scrabbling, in the door. Scrabbling, scrabbling at door. the door. So we do actually quite a bit of preparing our children to be disappointed in their gifts. <laughs> no, we do our best shot at not disappointing people. We're not, we want it to be really fun and delightful, but it actually doesn't matter how good the gifts are that you get people. They could still be tempted to be discontent with it. So even mm-hmm. if you nail it hardcore, we just, I think what I'm trying to say is we try to give them an additional gift of being someone who can receive things yeah. well and thankfully and not if it is like if your mom forgot that you don't like purple anymore or something and saw <laughs> something at the store and was like, she'll love this. Like, you know, like uh-huh. if someone who really loves you uh-huh. misfires on a gift for you. Right. Or that it is like there's a whole other layer that we're trying to equip our children for, which is just to be people who do not get their little skivvies in a knot right. about whatever. Because it is very very easy to move from this is a day when I just get a bunch of unmerited surprises <laughs> to, to, to I was I gypped. did the best <laughs> job ever and look at them tearing apart their stockings and, and yeah or or I just mean like for the kids themselves it can be very easy to have your oh, right. eye on whatever other people are getting right. and to have it be like um, you feel like you were owed a particular uh-huh. level of excitement, and if you didn't achieve that no. level of excitement, you have been robbed. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And so it's a. I remember the Christmas. I don't know how old I was. I was probably like 10, maybe like 11. I don't know. It was old enough. I remember it distinctly. Like the whole extended family, the Christmas present exchange with extended family. It was always kind of this magical thing when I was little and you'd be so excited and it was just and you never one knew what you'd big get whirl yeah. of excitement. And then I remember the one year where we were going and we were going to all be opening gifts and I was just psyched up. Like I was so excited about this, you know, we're doing it. It's been a whole year and I felt like I was finally old enough to kind of, I had memories of it and I was, you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the yeah. expectations were high and I remember we go and, and it almost called a kind of falling a little bit flatter than what I felt like it should have been. It was like, I yeah. can't remember if the food didn't quite come through. Like, whatever the... Whatever. The, whatever lost its luster for you. It lost its luster a little bit. Like, like maybe I the had Christmas wanted... The magic is gone. <laughs> well, no, it was just like I was gradually getting a little bit disillusioned through the evening with how it was going and then and then I remember opening this one gift and it was just absolutely not what you wanted not I mean I just sat there looking at it and it was kind of the one gift that I was opening I think because maybe we had drawn name drawn names or I don't know what it was but it felt like what what just happened like what is this thing that I have opened up it was just like you know and it was a sweet I you know gift from somebody but it did not it did not hit it out of the park was not taking and I just was so like what just happened like this was Christmas like what was this did me wrong And, and it was not the Christmas morning with our family it was just it was the other sort of more broad extended family whatever and and I just remember feeling like well that was a shame and and then 
it was a real convicting time because I I noticed what a fink I was being. Like, <laughs> like it was it was caught this, sight of like, yourself as you were yeah, going. Yeah, it's like You're catching like, sight oh, of you. Oh, I didn't know there was a mirror right catching there. Catching sight of yourself in a really unflattering sort of a pose, and I was like, oh. And and I felt like it was a really good experience because okay, the talk next about year the unflattering pose. There's Rachel's bread timer again. I just mean the next year. It it was a really formative experience for me because it was like, it really helped me go into the next year. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter. You're like a Christian. Sort of like, whatever I get, it doesn't matter. Like, it will be fun and I don't need to be... This feeling is, like I have been robbed if I don't have something yes, blow my like mind. like my expectations are zero. And yeah, then from and, there I'll be blessed. And it's really great because... I have to say that you reminded me when you said like you caught sight of yourself in a mirror. How much that is the thing that you think of like... You know, I hope you've all had this experience because it's one of my favorite spiritual lessons all the time. If you go, you're like, oh, I should take a picture of that cute thing my child is doing... And you turn on your iPhone to take a picture, but if it has accidentally been swapped onto the selfie <laughs> mode, so that you're probably trying to take a picture of something that's down low on the ground. Probably. Never are you looking up or stretching your neck out. You're, no. You're like triple chinning it. Slack jawed triple chin <laughs> into the like, just one of the most. Glassy eyes. Oh my word. It makes me laugh so hard. You're not sucking but your stomach in. No, Neb, because why would you? Because you're taking a picture of something else. So you you have this horrifying glimmer of what your children must see of you all the time. <laughs> it's like mom and dad have that mirror that was in their in their oh, dining room. Oh, yeah, and that was hilarious. You could always tell when someone suddenly noticed themselves in the mirror because they would get their mirror face on. They would put suddenly, on the mirror face. Suddenly yeah. they're like, no, my eyebrows are up. My eyes yeah. are sparkly, my shoulders are back, and I'm full of zip. Yeah, and, it and was otherwise, good. otherwise, they might have been kind of leaning Schlumpy. on the counter, sort uh-huh. of how you do. So the thing is, my point, the reason I brought that up, is that it's partly the magic of learning to see yourself as others probably are seeing you most of the time. Yeah. Like, you're not, not that you're a schlep all the time. But and like, it's also like, maybe honesty. let's just kind of up stand up a little straighter here with our yeah, Christian when walk. Like, when you're huffy with your children, like they see the real thing happening. Yeah. They don't see. They see that they double chin the, on your attitude. Right, like your kids are, <laughs> yes, they're not seeing the promotional materials you'd no. like to put out. They're seeing no. the actual product. Yeah, they are. They're seeing like, mom. She yeah. doesn't keep it together. And so I think with Christmas, I think the deal is is when those little petty... Um, I'm just going to keep talking, even though Rachel has left to go to the kitchen. I didn't leave. I'm right here. But the problem anyway, is I'm I, about to leave. Cause yeah, it's we'll have to pause in a second. But all I'm saying is that the, the pettiness of the temptation does not mean that it can't clean you out. And it's often we feel like it's too petty to confess but it's not too petty to kill me dead. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like Rachel's in the other room. Thing to tell my family I'm struggling yeah, with or it. to tell yourself. I think oftentimes we don't even want to admit that we might be having a problem because we wanted to have a better experience on the Advent surprises or something. Well, like, it just feels like... If you did something super selfish, 
you would be too aware of the selfishness to tell someone what you were struggling with. It would, yeah. You would probably say something like, it's, it's just that. I'm so exhausted. And I've done so much. And I, yeah. you, know, oh, you wouldn't say... Actually, pinning it on the, the breathiness of the season and the exhaustion and the pressures and the stresses and the this and the that, that's always a good way to try and deflect responsibility away from yourself. But... It doesn't actually, the, the truth is, is confession of sin gets rid of the problem. Trying to blame it on the stress of December actually doesn't get rid of anything. No, and it's going to keep on being December for quite some time. Yeah. So it's time to, yeah. Well, I don't think people can hear you. More specifically, here. it's time to go get the kids. Yeah, we, car- have, to we go have to go pick collect up our children. children. So I think what we'll do is we're going we to just take hit a, the like, pause Get your water bottles, button. take an orange wedge, we'll be back. <laughs> We're back. We're back from all of our running rounds. We had a pause. Where did you go? I went to the grocery store. I went to the bank. I went home. I did a few things. I rushed home and made some beet hummus real fast. (laughs) She just brought me a spoon out to the car. We're in the car now, guys. It's dark. It's getting dark. So the beet hummus is good. I give a good report on it. But how's your um, remembering right where our train of thought was? I think we were talking about Christmas. (laughs) I think we were talking about not being selfish muffins at Christmas. <laughs> Never be a selfish Try muffin. Try to not do that. But it's the reality the worst is, in all, one of the things I ask my kids a lot is just like, do you have more fun when you're fuzzing? Well, or like, have you yeah. ever in your life, ever, looked back on a day that you had a horrible attitude and been like super thankful so I did, I did that. that. It was <laughs> like, such a fun time. One of the one of the best accomplishments of my life <laughs> was that day where I just fussed the whole time. Know. You know, one of my memories. You talked about your memory of the devious Christmas. One of my. <laughs> it wasn't that devious. It was. A, it was a. It was sort I of. I just going to call it your devious Christmas. <laughs> I think it's safe to call it that. I kept forty-five Probably. minutes of growth. So I was four years younger than you, and it is surprisingly difficult for kids that when they are in the phase where they are too old for toys, but they actually still yeah. wish that they had something that was fun to play with, yeah. like that. Like yeah. they they still have dream a dream of that kind of excitement, yeah, exactly. and they just are no longer playing like that. It's right. a hard time. Right. The one that I did that was super stink fuss bomb in <laughs> in my past. I don't even know how old I was, but it was can't have been that old. And uh it was my birthday. And it seemed Yet really another opportunity to sin. Yeah, it seemed really surprisingly not celebrated. Like where, oh, yeah. where like the morning was just super chill, like kind of like pay hey, attention happy birthday to me. Which is like happy birthday, Rachel. Yay, happy birthday! And I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah. it More wasn't unfair. I didn't. Well, but it's weird because if someone been like, "Did you want us to get you balloons?" I would have been like, "No, not balloons." <laughs> I, you know, no doubt, no doubt. I just was already having a bad attitude, yeah. but I yeah. could have just well. Well, the great spiritual coup for me was when I got home from school after a long, rugged day at school. Uh-huh. And I came in, and Mom was also still super chill about, like, hey, Rachel, like, how about... And I was just... I was getting Feeling ready. Offended? I was getting ready to be evil. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much came out 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like uh-huh. I don't know how much of the sin was written upon my face. <laughs> but what I do know is that most all of that subtlety was because mom was throwing a surprise party for me upstairs. <laughs> And she had, like, decorated this space upstairs with, like, a fun table and lights and all this stuff. So, wow, your car is like a... It's my son's car again. It's rumbling. Hey, maybe we should turn that off, you think? It's so cold. That is so loud. It's loud. It'll stop in a second. I feel like we're broadcasting live from inside the dryer. (laughs) No, see? With overalls. With overalls that have the metal tabs. maybe a sneaker. So, yeah. So, (laughs) So, anyways... The point is, it was she was probably being really low yeah. key to not make me think anything was happening. Right. But then it was so put off that I fell into into bad attitudes about it, and then was so stricken with guilt <laughs> <laughs> that you know to find a couple of my friends waiting up in the attic at a yeah. card table for me <laughs> was just the like, thing is like the shame just. <laughs> overwhelming shame of like it was just of so having bad. been hot oh, taught about it. It was so bad. But it was enough shame that it was very hard for me to adjust to enjoying the party right, because right. I couldn't yeah. I had like no capacity to cope. But here's what I'm this is what I'm saying is that those moments where you're tempted to deep pettiness. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but at least someone should have clapped for me this morning. Yeah, but that sort of that yes. sort of pettiness, mm-hmm. it's so embarrassing, you know, even like to acknowledge to yourself, I'm feeling fussy because I wanted more acclaim. Okay, so I would like, say that I learned... I just mean it's it's enough to wipe you out in your attitude, but it's I feel like it's insidious because it's a small temptation that we would rather just pretend wasn't happening or right, something like who's gonna bother to like go who's deal gonna with that? confess to their husband well then that's know, something I, I think for i've being mentioned grouchy about the bottle of perfume you got me and i thought it should have been the bigger size or <laughs> <laughs> whatever just, it may be i was just feeling like maybe you hadn't shown me enough love lately you were not kind <laughs> enough to me when really what it was was you cheapskate <laughs> I, I, that's just No, funny. here it comes again. I yeah. should turn it off. All you right, should. Guys, you fine. should. Acknowledge fine. that we've been thwart. <gasps> <laughs> it didn't help. It got turned off, but it kept on making noises. I just warn you that as soon as I get too cold, we're turning it back on. Yeah. Well, brace yourselves for when that time comes. So anyway, anyway I think that the thing I would say, though, is that I, as a child, that's something that stands out to me. But. I would say that I am better at dealing with that, and I don't indulge it because no, please, it would no, be so but, sad. No, to but I'm saying that just because you're older doesn't mean you're not equally equally yeah. prone to the most mm-hmm. lame well, kinds okay. of let's Here's ruin the, the day sin. Today, all right, today I was walking through school. I had I was zooming from my classroom down to the teacher room. I had like a cup of coffee. I had I was probably carrying papers and books and I don't know what and it was a 5 minute break so I had right. to hustle. Mm-hmm. So I'm zooming along and you should just pause, dear reader. What might you think would happen? Well, Go I'm ahead, just going to tell, gonna us, tell, tell you crisis averted. Oh. 
But the point is, like, I'm going along, and there aren't any steps between my classroom and the teacher workroom. But there is a seam between mm. carpet and linoleum. You know, like, it's that yeah. small of a little mm. widget in the floor. And I'm not even wearing heels or anything. I'm in total flats, you know, flats, walking along. Mm. And I do the little stub kick into <laughs> what is basically a non-issue on the yeah, floor. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> Like it could have been a stray spaghetti noodle that you're yes, tripping. Yes. <laughs> Somebody dropped a string of ramen here. Took me out. Well, I kicked it and I did a big waha and I and I did this big like prance sort of a prancing jump. <laughs> and it was really good that my coffee was low in the cup because I could have Spewed it everywhere. And I was laughing because there was a kid standing there and I was like, you almost had your day made. Like, can you like, imagine how great so it would have been? close to having a viral had, video. Had, so close. <laughs> if I had just gone down there. Yeah. But the thing was, I didn't. Like, I kicked it and I jumped and it was funny. But, like, I easily could have thrown <laughs> coffee over half the eighth graders. Like, yeah. I could have. And it doesn't have to be a giant thing. To, to make cause, a giant yeah. and result. So, right. And so if you're and feeling... In fact, it is often opposite. <laughs> and I would say because when you have a real hard providence or a hard trial or something mm-hmm. like someone, your family is dying, you are praying. You are constantly you are, yeah. in contact with the Lord. You yep. are preparing. You are thinking about it. Other people are praying for you. You have this, you're yep. like, have a level of grace in your life yep. because you're climbing a rock face. Yeah. And when you're and just you're passing from one room into the next, <laughs> who and, among us is really, and it's basically like you wanted everyone to pay more attention to the beautiful cinnamon rolls that you made and they didn't. Yeah, and actually, this is a time. This is a time I would say to make a really practical application is that the petty things that you know honestly can cause you to fuss during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Talk to the Lord about those and get the grace and be thinking about it and be you know if you need to be working on some scripture memorization and some like mm-hmm. active involvement in being a Christian over those issues. Like yeah. think okay. The Lord is not honored by me no. always getting in a fusser about well, that. Well, and also, basically, get yourself out of the frame. You know, just stop. Do like, a little something about someone I feel else. like in this age of overwhelming selfie taking, I feel like there's a there's a level of spiritual Blindness. behavior. <laughs> no, it's spiritual behavior in which you are always taking a selfie. It's like just... Or the selfie is an expression of something that the human heart has always done. <laughs> it's always been doing, yeah. But I just mean let's like... Just, let's just crop that part out. Let's just focus <laughs> on how beautiful I look while I stick my lips out like this. No, I'm not. I, I was using selfies Who, more me? as a metaphor here. This is just here. what my hair looked like. But I just mean if you are constantly absorbed with your own experience with Christmas... Your own time that you're having, the gifts that people are giving you, the acclaim that you've been getting for your efforts you've been laying out, whatever it is, just like turn the camera around and just pay attention to something else for a little bit. You know, like Mm -hmm. have Christmas be about you being excited for what you're giving to your kids and your husband and not, it's very easy to slip over on this one, not being excited about what they will think of you for how you have done on their Christmas. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's like, I feel like it's so easy to squirt back around to yourself. Like just, Oh yeah. The self is just a constant trouble. I feel like the best Christmas mornings 
are the ones when you're super excited for everyone to get to unwrap their gifts because you really are pleased to give them and you forget that somebody might have gotten you something. Yeah. And then you're just like, what? That's fun. This is above and beyond. Yeah, exactly. Who did this? And, and yeah. having that kind of gift given to you when you were not like absorbed in thinking about what people right. are going to be giving you, that just me- means whatever gift you get, it's exciting and it's fun. Mm-hmm. And whatever, like, if you've been just laying yourself out for your family and your kids and wanting to give to them, if they all turn around and notice, then it's just like, oh, how sweet of them. I know, I love Rather that. Rather than you scripting well, and if you how gave they'll it, notice. And you give it all freely. Yes, that's and the thing. And sometimes when you give something really freely, you don't get it back for a long time. Yeah. But sometimes when it comes back, you're like, oh, yeah, that was cool that we did that yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've talked on here about trying lots of different traditions through the years. Yeah. And some of them we just discarded immediately. Like, we yeah. were like, well, that wasn't really the thing we wanted to do. Some of them stuck with or without my decision to have them stick. Some of them were like, I was maybe still weighing it in the balance. But the whole family was like, yes, we do. That's what yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. We're doing mm-hmm. that. So that's great. But I think that it is those things that... I think I've mentioned before homemade danishes in the morning was that for me. Like I tried a number of different things for the Christmas morning mm-hmm. thing. Right. And, but when I made danishes, it was like everyone was like, this is what we do for Christmas. Yeah. We do danishes for right. this morning. Right. And so now I do that. But the thing that is sweet is to hear my kids now talking about that tradition, which really is not that many years old. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I think I've probably been doing it for, I don't know. I mean, I made my first Danishes for Christmas a long time ago when we were first married, but then I didn't do it for a while after that, and then I found it. You know, so whatever. In their life, it's probably been, like, maybe four years that we've been doing it, and they still talk about it, like... Two is enough for a tradition. They're like, you know how you wake up, and there's... (laughs) Like, and it's something that I did for them, but it's also... It's just, like, that matters a lot. Disproportionately to the amount of work that I did is what it means to them, how it happens. Yeah. But... You can do it the other way where yes, you where, you, <laughs> where the disproportion is going the other way. Yeah. And Instead you're like, of thinking of what it means to them and how the smells of their life and the the right. smile on your face and the fun and the like excitement, instead of that being the thing that really they remember, they're remembering all the fuss and the bother. All of the... Oh, I thought you meant... I was thinking the other way, too, where you put all this work and effort, and then it just... It just... Nobody cares. Nobody Nobody really noticed, and you're like, I stayed up for six weeks straight, (laughs) working my fingers to the bone. Do you think that this little house on that prairie costume made itself? So when you were talking about wow. tripping, I think I probably told this story on the podcast. It's still just one of my best that I go to run up the stairs one time. I was wearing flip flops. <laughs> I was just hustling, just hustling around the house, getting the work done, you know? And I'm like, I'm going to run upstairs. And I had a can of something. I, I think it was Diet Dr. Pepper, but I had a can of something <laughs> and I go to run up this, like, it's just like six little stairs. And I go to run up and my, I did that stub your toe on the, on the first thing, except for I only stubbed the flip-flop sole. Like, my, my toe cleared. My foot right. cleared it. 
right. the flip flop peels down so that I just like stuck. It just stuck on the edge of the stair, and I wipe out so hard. Yeah, and on my way down, completely crush the can in one hand so that it sprays my whole head. <laughs> Like, just in my face. And it was one of those wipeouts that actually hurt a lot. Like, where I had, like, mm-hmm. a lot of weird bruises from that one. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, it was funny from the outset. Because it was just like, are you joking me? That's so Did funny. I just crush my it's can? Like not where you thought it was going to come from. Well, no. okay. Let me just share a little moment from the last week that Ben and I were in an airport. We're waiting at a counter. We're going to get some food. And... There's a man being a, oh. a cranky pot standing mm. <laughs> at the counter with both of his elbows out. So the lady behind the counter is trying to help people. And he's he's taking up a good bit of the counter space, leaning on it on the phone. Just himself on the phone. And we are standing behind him and the lady was trying to kind of dodge around so she could see us. And she asks the man excuse me, you know, do you think you could step over here and sit down for while you're on the phone so I can help people? And he gives her the worst face you have ever seen and does this big noise, like, and he goes, no. And he just <laughs> continues to stay right where he is, taking up the whole counter. Like, grumpy, grump, grump. Everyone's and favorite so traveler. We, so we all are like, okay. So we just sort of, you know, are conducting our business over the top of him. (laughs) So he was just being that guy. Yeah. And then a minute later, we're in there uh, by the sort of buffet line. And they had those hot dishes where you open the lid and there's like a sausage inside. You Uh know, that kind of thing. Well, he's still on his tood. He's rocking the tood. And he comes in wearing a kind of minty green polo shirt. And... He jerks open the lid of one of these things and all the condensation of the inner lid springs out and hits him right on the belly. (laughs) And it was not a small amount. It was like a big It's just some condensation doing the Lord's work. It was a splash. (laughs) And he immediately scowled at everything and everyone trying to figure out who he could blame for this event. But there was no one there but himself. And a sausage pan. And so he has this big wet spot on his tummy as he's walking around. I mean, I was so blessed to have been a part of that. But anyway, the point is, is that if you're being that person at Christmas, then it's just like you're being a turkey to everyone. And when the inevitable condensation splashes all over you, everyone will sort of stand around feeling like, like, well... <laughs> like, like, well, don't be that one. Who among us really deserved <laughs> to stub their toe really hard? <laughs> one time we knew a couple that had gone on a date night. They like they like I don't know how dressed up they were, but they were you know out on the town having a date night. Yeah. And a car, they're walking down the sidewalk and a car came to, this is just like worse than driving through a puddle. It's so unbelievable. This car came to parallel park on the, yeah. by the sidewalk where they were walking. <laughs> and apparently there was a cast off 
bottle of motor oil that it drove over and it squeezed motor oil like from, from a distance all over them. So they're just like, you're just walking along and you get hosed down in a whole, and the, and the driver had no idea. Like they're just doing their due diligence on the parallel parking. And you have to be like, whose fault is this? Obviously, God wanted to make us a joke right now. Like, there's no, it was nobody's fault. So, in that that oh. moment, that blesses me. But, anyways, the the thing about that is that we've all probably been in that situation too, where you're the person that out of the clear blue nowhere, like where you feel like you did nothing to provoke this, you did nothing to cause this, you are not sure how it happened. But you are covered in someone else's bitterness or someone else's like, you know, like where something, where somebody dumps something on you and then you feel really heavy and I think, or other people's, other people's strife, you know, like, like other things that you couldn't moved the metaphor several steps down the line. It's (laughs) okay. No, I I guess I'm sort of changing the subject, but I, but not really because I'm saying from the perspective of, yeah, don't be that mom that's the fusser. But from the perspective of if you're in a family with someone who is doing that, yeah, how true. are you going to handle it? If someone is freaking out about yeah. everything. Sometimes they don't splash it and on themselves. And obviously you hate me because you have those red light bulbs again. <laughs> or things, you know, the things that are seem disproportionately evil for, for yeah. where you're yeah. like, ah! Yeah. Like, and can you actually fall out of fellowship and come to come to a cold, hard, stony silence with your husband over white lights versus colored? Yeah. Oh. Like... <laughs> can, can I? I don't, because for us, we all feel like we've achieved I'm just if we saying, got lights up. This but, is the yes. level. This is the level oh, that we yes. can... Oh, yes. People are horrible. Yeah. But I meant... I Well, the thing that I was meaning is that there's two ways. It's don't be that person, but then how do you cope with it when someone, someone else, else is that person? Is throwing the... Motor yeah, and it's you. really common at holidays to it be is. with people who are difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very common to go be with further extended family or with people that, you know, like mm-hmm. old friends come to town and th- yeah. whatever happens. So I brought that up as a situation. What would you tell someone to deal with how to deal with other think, people's problems? I think the biggest thing is at Christmas to work on your own heart first Mm-hmm. Get the own logs out of your own eyes first. And then, honestly, I feel like there's so much that can be done with that. Right. But but I would say, I, I know, um, like, something that mom taught us forever ago, since dad's been counseling for a long time, was the need to, you know, she'd be counseling a wife and dad would be counseling the husband or they'd be counseling them together or whatever. It's sometimes if there's a real horrible problem somewhere else, you just start feeling heavy and guilty and oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. start carrying all this baggage for, for situations no. that were not of your doing no. kind of. And, um, so I would say, I guess I am kind of changing the subject into how to deal with extended family or friends who are out of fellowship or things that are, you know, like just that is don't take it on. Don't get running, go running into the middle of well, it and start trying to divvy it all up. And- I think the real key there, although this is a sort of branching off to talk about something else, but I do think that, um, since when has that stopped? That's us? Never, we're like, yeah. we're like apologizing. That There's we're no precedent the subject, for but- this. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, no, I think the big thing there is that you can't actually, like when you let someone else's sin weigh on you that way. Now, sometimes it weighs on you because it directly is impacting you. They're sinning against you. You know, it's your mother being unkind to you or whatever it is. Sometimes it's like that, but other times it's just the weight of being, Oh, someone else's marriage problems, somebody else's marriage problems, whatever. And that's the thing where you have to remember that like, you can't confess their sin, which means you can't get freedom, the freedom that comes with the confession. Or joy or relief. Or the joy or or the relief or anything. So what we're tempted to do is like, let it just sit there and then we worry and we worry and we worry. And I think that's one of those great places to cast your cares on him because Mm -hmm. he can carry it. You actually can't. There's nothing you can do with the weight of somebody else's sin other than give it to God. And I should be clear that when I'm saying like the Bible does say bear one another's burdens. And so I don't mean like, don't just don't think about it or whatever. You have to do what you can for the people. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about that, like the, the sick feeling you have that you carry around with yourself Mm -hmm. because of somebody else's bad behavior. Oh yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. It's not like don't bear one another's burdens. That's that's a different No, I situation. just meant we were talking about petty sin, but it yeah. sometimes is not funny. When it's not being repented of no. and it's not being recovered from, it's just heavy and gross. Yeah. Like if somebody does that kind of thing and then and, yeah. and then comes back and pretends it did not happen. Yeah. It's You're like, pain. Well we did we did see that. We but, were here for that. I think, yeah, the stuff we were laughing about earlier is assuming that you are walking with the Lord and that you confess your sins and that you are and that you did a stupid, you did a stupid, but that doesn't mean (laughs) we still can't get ourselves deeply plunged into badness about stupid stuff. Super stupid. Totally. It happens. This is the, this is the way of the world, the flesh and the devil, but it's good going in. I think going into Christmas kind of trying to keep a lookout for the banana peels that we will slip upon. <laughs> and I think good to know in advance to think like, okay, so the likelihood of me getting wound up at whatever point is high or, you know, like this moment. So like, Lord, I'm going to be looking for that. And when that happens, I'm going to offer it to you and honor you in my obedience. Then like when yeah. this comes to me, I'm going to know it's a gift from God, something that I can give to him. And, and how I would I'm also say it. I would have try and approach it to like an opportunity to, um, obey like, like if you know that there's places where you're frequently tempted, tempted to get mad about the holiday decorations, tempted to get mad because other people aren't pitching in, tempted to get mad because you're not, you got everyone else an advent gift and nobody remembered to get you one. Like whatever it is, like those kinds of things, if you have a little, have a little census taking time and think to yourself, where are the places where I have been a chump in previous years? (laughs) And then think, okay, so this is, God's going to give me like a little slalom course here mm-hmm. over the next month. And I'm going to sit here and, and think about it. <clears throat> Pray that God will help me to see the obstacles coming with enough time to course correct. Right. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes it just takes a little bit of mindfulness about totally. it. I would say it's kind of the way that we've said multiple times now about the devil hates hospitality. Yeah. Another thing the devil hates is a selfless, joyful Christmas. Yeah. Like a family that is focused on loving each other and Jesus 
is one of the worst things for him. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it's like, but it's so also you should like, know there will be petty attacks. Yeah, and God's giving you all sorts of chances to practice mm-hmm. over the next month. I mean, life, that's life in general. Like, like the kind but, of thing that can make me sick of it is is um, like those, when you get a off-brand tape that won't cut like the little, like yep. where you're like trying to, yep. and you or, keep skiing out like 18 inches of yeah. a scotch tape that's buckling up itself. Or I have craft paper that's super cute, but tape won't stick to it. Oh, <laughs> oh the nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a bad one. I don't care anyway. about that idea, Becca. Are you going to be in prayer about the tape? Is that what you're telling us? No, I'm actually not. I just do preventative things in binding brand tape. <laughs> Rather than overcoming Rather than be more spiritual, I just... (laughs) (laughs) One of my great tips, one of my other great tips, but it's been failing me for several years now, is to throw away the Christmas lights at the end of the year and just just start over. Well, but then I can never remember if I actually did it or if I... (laughs) <laughs> or if I've just complained so much about Christmas lights in my time that I'm like still not, I like, it just is a really funny thing to me that I can never remember. I don't know if we have Christmas tree lights yet. Huh. One year Luke had a basketball game and we had gotten the Christmas tree, but there were no, um, we hadn't put the lights on and he had to go to his like city league basketball game. And it was one of those nights where I think, Having just gone and gotten the Christmas tree, I think that the spirits were somewhat soaring and pretty unruly in the house. (laughs) And then Daddy had to leave. So it was the time of the pine needles, Mm. and it's me and all the people. And Daddy left. And I knew I just wanted everyone to clean it all up and stop stop moving or talking. (laughs) Like, proceed in silence to your beds, which you know is really the worst way to be as a mother at a Christmas excitement. Yeah. That is the not Christmas how you do. That is not how you do right by your children at Christmas <laughs> by being like, "See if I ever buy you a Christmas tree again." <laughs> You're out of control. So Luke left for like his basketball game, but it was not that long. He was gonna be gone, and our lights. That's why it happened right before. Is our the lights that we got out were not. They were insufficient lights. Right. They were somehow shorting us on the Christmas tree. Sure. So. I, it was one of those moments where you're facing the, you're at the fork in the road. Yep. Like, what shall I then do mm-hmm. since we're stuck here, not decorating it because the lights and whatever. So I think it was when Luke left and I prayed about it and I was like, all right, kids, get your jammies on as fast as possible. We're going to Walmart to get new lights. We're going <laughs> to surprise daddy. So we went screaming off to Walmart, bought the lights, like running through Walmart in everyone's yeah. jammies and bugs, bought the lights, made it back. But we also bought a blow up, one of the plug-in blow up penguins. Oh yeah. So for the yard. And, um, so we snagged that. We got home. We got the lights on the tree. We got the tree totally decorated and cleaned up and had a blow up penguin sitting in his chair with all the <laughs> lights off when he got home. And the excitement that, I mean, I know it surprised him, but not 
that much. You know what I mean? Like, I know <laughs> it wasn't like we really blew his mind beyond all. <laughs> no, but, but the way that the kids the thought that they yeah. were blowing his mind and were so killed by it. And it was, and it ended up being one of those things that you're like, those opportunities for the for the worst mm-hmm. moments are often the same opportunities yeah. as the ones for the best moments. But that's what I mean about like turning the camera around where it's like yeah. you could in- initially be thinking everything's hard for me and everything's a mess <laughs> and the kids are being loud and nobody cares about me and Luke's at a basketball game. Can you do that? Because he always gets to go out by himself <laughs> in yeah. the evening. No, just be so stupid. So you could sit there and look at yourself or you could turn the camera around, look at the kids and then decide to do something fun Let's for them. Let's have a good time. And that is exactly the And not just point. for them. For me and for him. For all of us. Everyone had yeah. a great time yeah. with that. But circling back around to earlier, I was like, <laughs> when do you ever look look back with fondness on the fussy times. Oh, that one night was such a thrill when I barked at the children until they went to bed. (laughs) But the thing is, is that... Oh, what sweet times we had when they were little. (laughs) But the thing about this, though, is that in the moment, we, we honestly can take a great deal of pleasure in that. But it's like when you finally come out of the fog on the other side, you realize that was such a stink the dark cloud. tunnel. I wasn't having fun, even though at the moment you like I, persist in it because I you reminded, feel like I reminded myself of a temptation that I had one time that was just horrified me in the I almost said that category okay. All right. when the my oldest were really little and they had a bunk bed, and the rule was no touching the curtain rod. From the bunk bed, you know, because, because you could, because you could get up there and, you know, pull it down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're not allowed to mess with the curtains. No messing with the curtains. Don't touch the curtains. You know, it was a thing. And Mm -hmm. of course they knocked the curtain rod down. Like they got it off. I mean, it, and it was kind of a, the curtain rod fell. (laughs) In some, by some criminal misdeeds, the (laughs) curtain rod came down. Yeah. And... It came down at some moment that was fortuitous for that kind of thing. You know, like the time when I heard the crash, I'm sure other things had been going wrong, but I stepped around the corner and I saw the guilty people and the curtain (laughs) rod on the floor. And it's like, we've covered this, you know, like we, but in that moment, like that just disproportionate amount of fussy wrath about (laughs) something like yes they disobeyed and yes that should be handled but look who's disobeying it big time right now and it was I like had the Lord ever told me to not be you know quick to wrath like he ever told me to like you yanked that curtain and and I was like well I'm right here beside it so I'm going to like so whatever the case I was in more, more sin than they were, no doubt. But I stopped myself, but I couldn't even believe it that I was about to, like, that what I felt welling up was me getting ready to tell them that they would never be allowed to have curtains again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it for you. (laughs) You, at the ages of like four and three, you lost. You lost your life chance at curtains. Curtain privileges gone. Revoked forever. (laughs) Like, as long as you're in my house, I will not waste my time with the curtain. (laughs) 
anyways, oh, I didn't say it because no. it, it washed luckily... in over me as, <laughs> as even the thought was forming itself. It was like, what kind of a nightmare are you being right now? Oh, <laughs> no. Poor guilty parties standing That's on the bunk bed ladder. Oh, looking well. sheepish. Look at how long we're talking again. We've got Too to wrap long. this thing Our up. Our Christmas tip this year is to not fuss and to stay in the joy Here's of the, the Lord. Here's the tip. Take Crap. an opportunity for crankiness and see if you can turn it into a fun memory. Yeah, like like if you think, how could what could we do now that would be legendary? Like <laughs> what what would be super fun now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, depending on your personality, it might be apologizing. If- <laughs> There's a hot tip. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, woo, done your friends and relations. <laughs> year with a sparkly new attitude. <laughs> or oh, it might man. be something, you know, that is just... Easier that is, is, than that. Well, it was funny because... No, I was going to say, it might be if you're... Depending on what kind of a mom you are and what kind of a house you have, it might be the decision to take all the cushions off the couch and make blanket forts. Mm. You know, or it might be... Or it might be the decision to put all the to cushions clean it back up. on. It might be the decision to like try and have a tidy, fun house this that seems, year. That seems you reckless, know? Becca. That seems like a reckless. I'm going to go home with my children. They're, they would love that. He, you know, 18, 19 years old. We're going to have a blanket fort. A blanket fort for you. would be like, Mom, what I know, but that kind of thing. I have a real crowd of contenders for that yeah. kind of fun. And then no. a crowd that's a little past. But it. then there's others that you could really bless by, like, just make it into a homey, fun, delightful place yes. to be. You know? Totally. And really the best way to make it homey is to not include the stink of a bad attitude. I know. Let's get that out of there. So, all right. Those were all That's of our it. tips. And also got. a few off-topic discussions. One but... or two. I feel like our mood shifted before and after school pickup. I feel it like... It might have, but well, because it not? It's dark now. Earlier, we're in the car. Yeah, we're in the car, which contains us more. Because earlier, Rachel kept getting up and leaving to go to the kitchen. Yeah, which is what I need to do is get out of the car and go to the kitchen. We'll see if I'm Elizabeth we can hear Pray for me now. I'm going to the kitchen. Well, pray to God for me now. I'm going, I'm going to, to the, the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I think we could say that of all of us. I think all we right. could. All right. Well, have, have a good... fun. Have a good week. Yes. We'll talk to you next nice time. Nice Advent time. Bye. Bye. New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.